Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's episode 55 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I am joined by the actor responsible for one of the most iconic film quotes in modern day film history. Please welcome to the podcast, Brian Falduto. Drama School Dropout no graduation day for you, drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, how's life now that we're sort of semi getting back to normal in the UK? I don't know about New York. Is New York getting that way? It's good. Um, yeah, there's, I feel like we're, 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 uh, there's continual adjustments, right? Things open up and then they close. It's like, it seems like two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't feel too bothered by most of the adjustments. Although I did notice myself getting frustrated with some of them recently because I don't know. I like, I feel like I just got used to being social again. So I'm yeah. like, I, I don't, I don't know if I can do the, the back to, because I'm actually very introverted. So I didn't mind all the time by myself. It was the adjusting <laughs> to the socialness. That was the hard yeah. part for me. What I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? I do remember my first ever role. Um, I was in a, uh, I guess it was an elementary school. I was in, uh, it was called North Boulevard um, in the town of Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Um, and I played um, Tiki Tiki Tembo in that play. There's like a children's play. That, uh, I, I that. think the I think the full title is Tiki Tiki Tembo No Sarembo Chai Chai Bucci something something. I don't know, but it's supposed to be, basically it's this kid who has like this really difficult to name name. I think he gets trapped in a well. I don't remember the plot line very well, but um, I was the lead. Um, I Booking think those roles right from the <laughs> off. I think uh, I just loved attention when I was younger, if I'm being real honest. Um, when I was in the children's choir at church, I was always the loudest. I remember the teacher would be like, why can't everyone sing as loud as Brian? Um, and then I just like when we did like family dinners and stuff, I would demand that everyone like leave dinner and go watch me perform in the living room. Um, I just very much wanted everyone's attention on me. And then one day, um, my family and I were on vacation in Aruba actually. And, um, this man with a camera and like a microphone walked by and I was just like a really outgoing kid and I followed him. Um, Your parents and- are like, no, don't follow follow the man with the camera. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then I I caught up with him and I was like, hi, I want to be um, on the TV with uh, like whatever. And then my mom came up and she's like, I'm so sorry. He he likes to perform. And then uh, the man was like, um, no, this kid's a star. Um, let me give you my card when you get back to the states. Give me a call and um, I will see if like maybe I can connect you with a manager or something. And so my mom gave him a call when we got back to the States and I got a manager and then School of Rock, which is the film that you said I'm known from the, for the line from, uh, line. Was, my, was my second professional audition ever. So it kind of all just lined up for me really liking attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I love attention, but I haven't managed to get those breaks yet. It's segueing on it's to School of Rock, which I feel like may be a great time to talk about it. What was the audition process like for that? It was kind of intense. Um, I remember I went in like anywhere from like seven to 10 times to for this wow. 
um, I had to sing at my initial audition and then I had to sing at my callback um, and I didn't even end up singing in the <laughs> film. Um, but yeah, I think that they, the casting, they were very open to seeing what came into the room and building off of that. Um, I know a lot of the characters were sort of formulated around the kids that they, that most stood out in the audition process rather than uh, trying to find kids that like fit into any sort of character description. I, I walked into my audition and I sang a boy soprano rendition of Send in the Clowns from A Little Night Music. So I'm that. pretty... <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that they were just like, well, we've got to do something with this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then the character of Billy originated. Um, such a brilliant character. Such like back then, like you didn't see many characters like that in film and television and sort of the only person that I can remember from that because I think I was pretty young when it came out the only other person that sort of character that I can remember was Damien from Mean Girls like there wasn't a lot of representation so that must have been like pretty cool I actually just interviewed Damien for my podcast um and we (laughs) did like a conversation about being like the only two LGBTQ representing items in the media back in like 2003 2004 yeah so that must have been like it must, I mean, I know you spoke extensively about some of the ramifications that came from that with you being so young and things, but that must be cool to look back on now that you were sort of representation for kids that you didn't necessarily have that representation when you were that young. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've definitely come full circle and I started accepting it. I, I talk about it way more than I ever thought I was going to, mainly because I've sort of realized that it is an entry point for a conversation around um a bunch of things um what happens when there isn't representation what it feels like to have be called gay and not know what gay is and yeah and the isolating feelings that that can create um the internalized homophobia that existed in myself during the time and then yeah I mean it's cool to connect with people who the character meant something to that's like the really that's uh that makes it all sort of worth it you know but yeah I did have a pretty hard time after the film I was like 11 so uh and everyone was you don't know what gays or what you are who you are that kind of thing and at the time gay gay was like an insult you know it was like what you called someone literally to like make them feel like shit about themselves yeah so um so yeah how long after the film premiered did you you notice that happening? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I remember that there were like publications that were like launching, that were like writing reviews about it and like publications that I like, r- like read regularly. And I was like, I remember being like, no, 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 no. Let's not, let's not, let's not pick up on that part. And I remember that was really, I kind of like watched it get away from me like way faster than I would ever have an opportunity to like sort of like control that perception. And then, you know, and then I don't know, there were like the IMDb message boards. I remember I used to like scroll through those trying to like make sure no one said I was gay, um, which they did all the time. And so, yeah, it was, it, it was a lot. Of, I, I, and I think my, my classmates weren't that kind about it either. I think there was also just like a tinge of um, jealousy, probably somewhat rightfully so in that, I don't think I was very chill about the fact that I was in a movie in middle school. <laughs> I think that I felt like I was. But would cool. anybody be chill about that? <laughs> um, like, especially so, School of Rock, because that was like the must-see film of the decade. Like <laughs> that's kind, of, but um, yeah. So it, it, there was a bunch of different kind of signs that it was going south way faster than I wanted to. And I'd say even during filming, you know, there was like a recognition that I was different. You know, that I. Um, a recognition of what my character was um, 
was sort of standing for, you know, it was, yeah. it was, it was a lot to process. And if you think about it at age 11, you know, I'm a life coach now and I'm very deep into like psychology and whatnot, like at age 11, you don't have any of the uh, processing needed to like logically sort through all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I, I, I like, I can't imagine like how that sort of affected your life and things, because I imagine that there are certain things that are now different in your life that would have been different to use the same word again had that not been like if we hadn't have lived in that kind of world where like shit like that wasn't was prem like was present because it was shit and it's still horrible and but to move on do you have um a favorite story from the school of rock set while you were filming oh gosh i'm i'm i promise you i'm the worst cast member to ask about this we have a <laughs> we have a pretty active group text still. It's honestly sometimes annoying. Um, and it's everyone's <laughs> texting very often. Um, and just recently someone was like, do you remember this? And I was like, no, I don't remember that. Um, <laughs> the gift of repression. Um, no, but it was, uh, I think one of my favorite stories, I just always love to talk about how genuinely awesome Jack Black is. Um, for anyone who's at, at all love curious, him. if he is like as, wonderful as he seems he absolutely is he's also like professional kind caring funny uh one of like the most awesome humans I think I've ever met and to sort of like have contact with that at a young age was definitely like super influential I remember one time me and my mom you know it was like the crack of dawn we're like eating on in the the catering area and Jack Black just like came and sat with us and like talked with us for like an hour and like he like had his he's the star of a major motion picture right like he could have gone yeah. and done anything that day and also like I just released a music video this past year and Jack kindly um helped fund some of it and he's been very supportive following oh, that's the, cool as fuck yeah he's been very supportive following the death of one of our recent yeah. uh, castmates recently so he really is I, I just love to always if I have an opportunity to talk about that I'm like Jack Black big fan yeah come on the podcast Jack <laughs> we could talk more about how great you are the last school of rock question that i am going to ask and you feel 110 percent not obliged in any way shape or form to do it if it's if it's if i say you're talking to hate you the answer is no right okay. <laughs> well i won't ask it then so then technically i haven't been i haven't been declined but people can go book me on Cameo and I will I've, say that for them and all the money goes to my next album. I've got it in the show notes to plug your Cameo <laughs> and your music, all that jazz. Hello, and it's that time of the month again where my bestie is back. Heather Spiden is back and we are here to update yes. you. Hello. Hello. I love how you refer to us as the time of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, if you if you are new here and you haven't been listening to the podcast heather and heather and i are um first time producers and first time directors of our new stage play this is where we get off and every month we are interrupting the conversation to tell you all about what we are doing to put on our very first stage play this is the first time we've ever done it anything like this even though we're too um to drama school well you're a graduate and i'm a soon to be graduate even though the, the podcast title is called dropout and soon soon to be graduate who knows i might drop out there's still time <laughs> it's about touch and go <laughs> yeah um but how are you i'm good i am good well i've had a stressful week at work but i'm pushing on getting through it because the fucking year is flying in and we're yes. in november and next I... month it's all kicking off 
I sent this link out today to this Zoom and I called it the October update. Oh my God. No, we've done that, baby. We're on November now. I've had a good week. Oh, you've had a good week. Good. Went, I'm glad one of us has. I went and got some headshots taken on Monday looking oh, like a mess. Did. And I'm very excited to see them. So I am I. Slightly worried though, because my headshot deadline for uni is next Friday and I don't have the unedited images back. You need to send some emails. <laughs> um, I, I, we'll talk about all that in another podcast. I can't be asked talking about that today. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, fair. That's uh, how I feel today. Absolutely. What what are we doing? Um, it's been a bit of a quiet month for us. Yeah. It's. Do you know what? It's been quiet, but also there's been a lot of big news. Behind the scenes organising has been a lot. Yeah. But not as much yeah. as there has been. Yeah, so we've got three um three big announcements um for for you all today for you all very, very very exciting. So have take it away. Okay. So our first big juicy beautiful bit of news is we are halfway there. We are fifty percent sold out for our first pew, show. Fifty percent of people that can fit into that theater are going to fit into that. Yeah. <laughs> So happy. And they're going to sit there it. until the show is over and they are going to clap whether they like it or not. And I hope they cry too. I really hope they cry. What the fuck, Hev? 50%. 50 fucking 50%. percent. Like, sellout is looking more and more like a cheap but Do you know what I mean? I think we can do this. I you think know what? we've got this. At the beginning, I was telling everyone, like, yeah, it's an expected sellout. Um, yeah. Like, um, it's going to be the must show of 2020, the must see show of 2022. And I think it might be, even though I was absolutely bullshitting (laughs) my way through it at the beginning. Like, absolutely bullshitting. They've only gone and bloody done it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, It's all over. You think it's all over? Well, it is now. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, but it gets even better. Go on. Pop out the second bit of news. Go on. Do one one more thing before we move on, though. We might be 50% of the way sold out, but we've still got 50% of tickets left. So... Yeah, go so. and get your fucking tickets. Come and see our show. But on that note, Heather, I'm not going to ask you where to get tickets anymore because you can ah! fucking remember. You can never remember that website link. Um, but I'm going to make it slightly. But I know easier. it now. <laughs> I'm going to make it easier for you and all everyone who wants to go and get tickets out. Um, High Productions now has a website. <laughs> Look at Fair us being legit. all bloody professional. We uh, yeah, we have a website. Um, www.highproductions.co.uk you can go and check it out there's um, little bits about the cast little bits about the creatives little bit about the um, uh, next bit of news and here to make the very special announcement is the absolutely fabulous bloody Josh Knowles who's playing Lip Hi Josh Knowles Hello everybody I'm Josh Knowles and I'm playing Lip in High Productions new play This Is Where We Get Off now some exciting news we have just been booked for our second show It's going to be at the East Kilbride Arts Centre on the 28th of April, 2022. So that's now two shows that we have in the book. So if you are interested in getting tickets, you can head over to High Productions' brand new website. It is www.highproductions.co.uk and you can find all the ticket information that you need over there. So get over there, get your tickets, and we will see you soon. Absolutely. I just knocked my headphones off celebrating with you in silence. Um, yes. Oh my god, I know we were having a moment. <laughs> so now we're going to get to say it because we're the ones that matter. Fuck Josh. Um, we have a second show. Woo! We have a second show. Oh, we are sorry for all headphone users there. On a tour. We're on a tour. We're not technically on tour. We're on fucking tour. 
I know. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Lads, lads, lads. On to, I've never said, oh, I am the <laughs> I know. Guru. I was like, that's the most out of character thing I've ever heard you say in my life. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. lads. Um, yeah, we are on tour. And all of the updates are going to be on our Instagram, which is at High Productions underscore. I want to say I should fucking know this by now. But you know what, right? If it's not, it's on my Instagram, which is at Ingram Noble, and it's on Hev's Instagram, which is at Hev Spiden. Is that right? I should probably know that one too. It is. But yeah, it so- is at High Productions underscore. And you can check out all of our updates because we'll be putting it all on the bloody website at www.highproductions.co.bloody.uk. And we will be the back website again. that we have now. <laughs> yeah, Hev, where can everyone get tickets? Well, you can go on our website at www.highproductions. www.highproductions.co.uk I'm going to have to train this bitch on how to say it again I said that is literally what I said I was just laughing when I said it because I'm so proud I don't know why Webster's wouldn't go in Webster's just would not go into my head I love Webster's everyone should come there and see our show it's a good place they also have a bar yeah come and get pissed and watch our show I'm sure it'll be a lot better when you're pissed I might get pissed and I'm in it. Fuck yeah. Oh. oh, we've never we've never actually announced that. That's something for next bloody month because we're running oh, out of time shit. and my break's over and I've got to go back and talk to Brian Falduto. And um, how mental is it that? <laughs> I've got the naked <laughs> from School of Rock. I love you're that tacky kid. and I hate you. You're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> Although, right, I'm actually naughty Ingram. I shouldn't have said the gay kid from School of Rock because we've actually spoke about that in the episode and nobody else is allowed to fucking say that now, okay? Okay. And don't be calling, if you see any kids on the telly that might be that way inclined, don't call them the gay kid from XYZ. Don't be a dick. Um, But we have been Ingram Noble and Heather Spiden. And once again, we have updated you. And we'll be back in bloody December. What? Christmas time. We'll be back. The next time we'll be back. I know, I can't wait. It will be episode bloody 60. What? And we will be... Oh, also, I have to say this. Fuck. Fuck, completely forgot about this. Massive big love to everyone who listens who went and bought a hoodie because the hoodies are now sold out. Out of oh can't get any more. Yes, congratulations. Like, my mother can't even get a hoodie, right? So thank you so much to everybody that bought one. They are all shipping on the 1st of December. And another big announcement with merch, annuals are now available. I don't know where they're going to be. We're going to figure it out. It's more than likely going to be on a big cartel website, and I don't know where it is. Where is is it? So we're going to sort it out. Um, It'll be on my Instagram (laughs) story as you're listening to this. Um, So yeah, go and check out annuals. They are three quid plus um, 90 pence shipping. Bloody beautiful. Bloody cheap merchandise. You've got one. We also buy one for the support. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we'll be back again next month, and yeah, let's jump right back into the episode. Heather, say goodbye. Goodbye. I'll see you in December. If you were booked to do a one-month show in the West End, in a two-person show, and you could pick anyone in the world with no financial restraints to be your co-star, who would you pick? Okay, so I'm a play in the West End, and I pick an... uh, uh, Okay, um... 
Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I would have to choose. I don't know why this is coming to me. I've never thought about this before, but I think I would go with Josh Thomas. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he wrote um, Please Like Me, which is on Hulu. And he wrote Everything's Gonna Be Okay. And I just feel like we're very similar actors. Um, and I feel like we would have fun together. But then you, you mentioned your music and things and your new single, God Loves Me Too, is out now and you can check all that out on YouTube, Spotify, all that, all linked down in the show notes below. So listen to this episode, then go check it all out. And so what, did the music just seem like a natural next step at the moment with like you being in choir and loving attention, all that jazz? Not really. I've always been a singer and then I did musical theater in college and then I did a bunch of like off-Broadway and like regional credits when I graduated college. Um, but then I started working in country music radio kind of very uh, randomly. Um, and then I kind of loved it. I've always loved country music and I was going through a really tough breakup at the time that I started working there. And country music has a lot of great songs for people who are going through breakups. <laughs> yeah. And I kept I kept finding myself in all these heartbreak songs, right? And um, I had also just come out recently and I decided to try and start writing some of my own songs as sort of like a therapeutic outlet for everything I was going through. And um, I wasn't planning on sharing these songs with anyone ever. And then I put them onto paper and they, I was so happy with them that I decided to share them with like a friend or two. Right. And then the friend would be like, Hey, this is really good. And I really relate to this. Thank you for putting this down. And then I was like, that validating situation where someone's able to like say, Hey, you're not the only one going through this. And music being such a vehicle to sort of say these things that you would never say. Um, I sort of just fell in love with that process of self-discovery and then self-validation. Um, and that's kind of how I view music. It's kind of the way I um, let things out. One of the ways I let things out. And um, and yeah, I just kind of fell so in love with it. And I kind of love it just a little bit more than the acting lane because I get to tell my own stories, you know? Yeah. Um, not so much the words of other people. I know I could write my own script, but I really don't have much of an interest in doing that. <laughs> so um, I could, so. but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> but your next, your new album, well, you're working on your new album and all of the funds from your cameo, which you can go and book at um, www.cameo.com forward slash Brian Falduto, if I'm correct. It'll mm -hmm. be in the it'll be in the show notes below. Go buy one. Um, so yeah. So when is like the? Do you have like a time frame of when you'd like to have that out? And as of Monday of this week, and today is Wednesday. I do have a timeline. Yes, I just booked my uh, my studio time down in Nashville in October. Um, I'm Amazing. working with this pr producer that I'm very excited about. Um, and yeah, it's going to be six tracks. Um, and I'll leave it there um because i don't want to give away too much of the concept but I'm and then when excited. it comes out we can all go buy it and stream it and all that yeah. and i'm holding everyone that's listening to this to go and buy the album like you gotta do <laughs> it oh we're gonna have beef um but yeah you've done musical theater at college and what i like to say before i ask this question is i call everything drama school so like i've actually never been to drama school i went to university <laughs> but alliteration so like i call college university like um pre um graduate i think you call it like um like pre-grad school I, yeah sure. i call it all drama school just for like sense of togetherness yeah. um do you have a favorite drama school story because i love them they're my favorite things in the world because they are crazy and shit goes on behind those doors that people will never believe 
Yeah, I'm sure I have better stories than this, but this is what's coming up. So I will share. Um, I have this really weird thing about me that I, I simply just cannot do accents. Um, every time I try an accent and I do apologize if this offends anyone, it's, it's not on purpose, but my accent comes out Indian. Um, and um, I, I was auditioning for My Fair Lady. And I mean, it's, I was doing a, um, a Cockney accent, right? No, a British accent. And, but it was not British. It was, it was somewhat like, <laughs> uh, it, it was somewhat Indian, honestly. And then I was like, gosh, this is just not good. It's not appropriate. It's, I feel terrible. Um, and then they were like, oh, and in college, we all auditioned in front of everyone. So um, yeah, my audition was in front of my entire department. Um, and everyone like was just watching me do a terrible Indian accent, essentially. Um, and then they were like, could you now switch to Cockney? And I was like, okay. And then I just did my Indian accent, but louder. <laughs> um, and afterwards, everyone like who was watching the audition came up to me and was like, hey, so that accent, huh? And I was like, all right, everyone, calm down. Yeah, um, leave me alone. <laughs> um, and I have, I guess it's not something I care about that much because I have not, I have really not refined my my uh, accent uh, tool. But um, yeah, definitely not a skill of mine. <laughs> What was um, the biggest lesson that you learned at drama school? I really think the biggest lesson I learned from drama school is that if you're not having fun, then don't do it. Oh, true. Um, Relatable content. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think drama school often can be kind of intense, right? Because like, how do you take art, fun, play, craft, and put it into a curriculum, right? And then people go to drama school because they want to leave college and be successful, right? So yeah. there's this there's this idea of success at the end of it. And a lot of a lot of that was tough for me. I was like, I'm here to like have a good time for the most part, you know? Um, and I am a very anxious person. So a lot of the the rules and the protocol and the technique and the the this is that you have to do this this and this to get an agent you have to do this this and this to nail the audition right that was all really not fun for me and only when I started to be like you know what Brian take what works for you and leave the rest uh did I start to sort of like free myself up again as an artist and now I feel like an artist again whereas then I just felt like um like uh, I was trying to like be a carbon copy of what a proper person in this industry is supposed to do you know So we're coming to the end of the podcast now and I always like to play a little game and it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite and it is stories that are submitted by our listeners and one of them is um, made up by our producer Heather, big shout out to Heather, and one of them is a lie and two of them are the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I have the answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along with you and it's our job to find out which one is the lie. So okay. number one, I was doing a show in college and we had a barrel on stage filled with water because a few of us got our heads dunked in it throughout the play. Of course, everything throughout all the rehearsals went well. That really wasn't phrased well. But on opening night, one of the girls fell over it as we came on stage and knocked it over and flooded the entire set. Number two. When I was in my final year of drama school, we had to do a devised module and we came up with this 20 minute piece based around traveling. And my friend had to announce where we were going to be going. I don't know why, but she announced that we were going to Rio. 
when we were supposed to be going to Berlin. Then there came the confusions of all the scenes about going to Germany and learning some phrases to say. Obviously, none of us knew any Portuguese to improv in the moment. I've never been so embarrassed. Number three, I failed my acting degree because throughout my time at uni, I was feeling so much pressure that I was learning everything, including everyone else's lines. And I had a constant habit of mouthing everyone's lines. It irritated the fuck out of my classmates and apparently my teachers too. Hmm. So you think I was trying to shake? Yeah. Which one's the lie? I don't know. I'm sort of leaning towards number two. I'm sort of leaning towards number one. I'm just thinking, surely you know where the fuck you're going. I'm trying to think of what play people walk around dunking their heads in a barrel. Uh, I- I've seen barrels on stuff. I've never been anybody seen anybody get dunked in it. I mean, <laughs> would that not be... You could do that for Oliver, something like that, I imagine. Something set in that sort of time period. I don't know, though. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just thinking that's something that you wouldn't necessarily fuck up, is if you were going to Rio... And you're like, hey, we're going to we're going to Germany. And then in the show, they're like, we're going to Rio. You know what it was for me is that the second and the third one had a lot of specifics. True. <laughs> and True. I was like, this feels too specific to be a lie. I mean, I, I can get on board with number one. I mean, we we don't, do we have to agree? No, I don't think we have to agree. No, well, I, it's my podcast. No, we don't have to agree. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, yeah, I'm like, don't even know the rules. Yeah, I'm going to go for number two. What one okay. are you going for? I'm going to go for number one. Number one, right. I'm going to open it and let's see. I'm normally always wrong. Sometimes okay. there's just one that I don't want to be true. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't even care about the game. I'm just, please, it, please know. It's a fun game. Oh, it was number one. You were correct. Woo! Oh my God. Best day of my life. I'll take the loss. Um, so yeah, we're coming to the end now. Um, have you got anything coming up? What can people see you in? Where can people come and see you? Yeah, well, I'm working on the book. I'm working on the album. Um, at the moment, I would encourage people to go check out my podcast and um, definitely my music video. You mentioned the song that's out called God Loves Me Too. I'm really proud of the music video. Anyone who's um, struggled it's with so being... Thank you. Um, anyone who's struggled with, you know, just being gay and with uh, and the idea of love that's taught by a lot of... Um, institutions, uh, particularly churches or um, any sort of spirituality path that you've been on that you were wondering if being gay was an acceptable part of that. I think that the song could resonate with you. Um, And then that's really it right now. And everything that you will need for everyone listening, you don't need to go too far. All the links are in the show notes below. So music video, cameo, make sure to book a cameo. Get Brian (laughs) to tell you that you're tacky and that he hates you. Um, Where can everyone find you on social media? Uh, Brian Faldudo, just my name, um, F-A-L-D-U-T-O. And, um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. I'm working on the, the tick, the TikTok, but I just don't know that I care enough, but I'm going to try my hardest. I only use TikTok to watch videos. Like I'm not really that into like creating TikTok content. It seems like a full-time job and I don't I, I think I so. have the time, so... <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've been a massive fan for you, f- fan of you for so long. And genuinely, this is means so much to me. So thank you so much for giving me your time. And I will let you get back to normal life. Thank you, Ingram. You made my day as well. And I hope to uh, see you soon. If you're ever in Glasgow, I know where to get cheap vodka. So hit me up and I will take you to all <laughs> the best. I know where the nice places to get cheap vodka, not the shitholes. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Perfect. Have a lovely night. Bye.
And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 55 completed. Thank you so much to Brian for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us so much, you don't even know, and it's free, so why not? And remember, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. I will be back again with a brand spanking extra special new episode to celebrate Drama School Dropout's first anniversary. And all I'll say about my guest is that Greece is the word. So make sure to come back next Wednesday because we are moving the day one day over so that we can get all of the good stuff and celebrate on our actual one-year anniversary. So make sure to come back next Wednesday. Have a great week. Stay safe. And thank you so much for listening to me again. Bye. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new Trying to scoot your